0: Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. What's up, everybody? Thanks for coming out to the UCB.
1: Please shut up your cell phones because we're recording. And please put your hands together for your host, Cameron Esposito.
0: Put your hands together. Put your hands together.
2: You guys are getting so good at that, uh... You're getting so good at the song! Did you notice how good you were? Because, like, in the past, I felt like we were training you, and then this time it really felt like, uh... It just really felt like you guys connected to each other. And, uh, and also me. I feel like also my mic is not on. Is it on? It's actually on, right? Oh. Okay, I'm just delirious. Because I walked here, because uh, I'm feeling chubby. So that's the wrong choice. <laughs> I will just say, I'm, like, gonna pass out and faint on the stage. Uh, it's fine. Don't worry about it. I only wore two jackets for the walk, and that's uh, that's that's one too many jacket. So I feel uh, <laughs> like I'm gonna die. But nice to see you. Let's hear it for uh, put your hands together at the UCB Theater on a Tuesday night. I'm Cameron Esposito. I will be your host. And uh, also, we have an amazing lineup of comics tonight. So stoked about all the folks that are on the show tonight. You can clap for them. You don't even know who they are yet. Trust me. Trust me on it. I was walking down the street the other day here in Los Angeles, and I heard a woman say onto the phone uh, that that she was holding. uh, I heard a woman say, uh, no, no, I don't appreciate it when you call, you mean, I don't appreciate it when you call me names. No, no, I have never been a street walker. (laughs) Here's what's wild about that conversation, that is the most together woman I have ever encountered. Because you know, if that's her response, somebody on the other end of that phone is like, you fucking you fucking whore! And she's like, no! No! Like, what a- What a lady who's been through a ton of therapy. Do you know what I'm saying? What a well-adjusted lady who's gotten rid of a lot of her childhood woes. What a lady who really understands herself and can keep her, uh, Or, or she's gonna murder us all. It's one of those two. She might be, uh, getting ready to murder us all. That's just too calm for that. Like, whatever is being said on the other line, that's just way too calm. I also, I was walking around today, and I was walking past, uh, a couple that was across... They were across the street from me. Now listen, I have been known to be, uh, a bit of a street hero. Do we have any street heroes here? I'll tell you what I mean by this. Uh, let's say there's a gentleman, and he's falling on his face... And he's bleeding out uh, right there on the sidewalk. I'm gonna be like, "You call 911," and then I say that to myself and I call 911. Like the "you" was me, and I call 911. I'm always, I'm always like, I'm always like getting near a dog and being like, "Do you know where your owner is?" Like I'm just like pretty involved in my surroundings. Like I'm interested in like kids. Are you okay? All right, cool. Like it's everything's chill at home. You're not gonna you're not gonna take any streetwalker language later. All right. Talk to you later. Like, I'm just like a pretty... My eyes and ears are always open, and I'm always scanning uh, for problems that I can get involved with as a tiny woman. I just want to be a tiny woman that saves the day. I have a real deep uh, voice that I use. I'm very commanding. Uh, I, put, I put my... Uh, I throw my side mullet back, and I just look you dead in the eyes, and I say, Come on, now! This is a person! You know, like, I'll say that kind of thing. Um, my... I just... That's my personal philosophy. Always get involved. Uh... Are they, are they resisting your involvement? Get, try harder, you know? I always think that's what you should do. One time there was a dude who was, he was bleeding out on the sidewalk, and I, um, I like, stepped up to call 911 as we was waiting for the police to arrive. I was with my girlfriend at the time. This dude comes skating up on a skateboard, and he pops his board like this, and he looks at us and he goes, Hey. Did you call 911 for a stranger? I said, yeah. He goes, You're a good person. I was like, All right. He goes, uh, Is that your girlfriend over there? I am like, Yes. And he goes, Well, do you think the three of us could help? <laughs> Seamlessly transitioning the conversation into a proposition for a threesome, ladies and gentlemen, the UCB Theater. I think that man deserves a round of applause. I do, I do. Way to read your moment. I like that he was rolling up on a skateboard. This was in Chicago in the middle of the night in a cold like February evening. He just he wait. What's going on here? Two lesbians in a committed relationship and a guy bleeding out on the sidewalk? Now's my moment. This is gonna go very well. They're bodily fluids available from a person who wouldn't even be involved in this police. Are we outside? If they say yes, can I not even really get them out of here? Like he's on a skateboard. What did he think? I was gonna be like, you on his shoulders, I run right on the front, let's go! Like, how did he think this was gonna go down? <laughs> I told that story at a show one one time. Well, no, I'll say this first of all. We totally did it. <laughs> We didn't do it at all. But I said that, I said, we did it. And there was this guy sitting in the front row and he, I said, we did it. He turned to his friend and he audibly said, does that really work? (laughs) So may I be the first and last to tell you, no. Stop it. Stop it. But I saw this dude and chick that were across the street from me today where I was walking and they were having a play fight, where they were punching each other in the face. I mean, just in a world where domestic violence exists, maybe don't. Maybe that's a weird thing to play to do outside of your house. Because I stopped and pretended I was on the phone for a while, just like, is she all right? Oh, she's. This is flirting. What the? F-? My point is, I don't understand straight people at all. I don't know what you're doing. Stop beating each other up. Just you, all you have to do is just get right to the fucking what are you doing?
0: <laughs>
2: I am in a, a relationship myself. Very happy in my relationship. But sure, you know, we all have uh, struggles. I, like, here's, here's, a, here's something. I was, a, I'm a real scary sleeper. I've been scared to sleep my entire life. When I was a little kid, I had crossed eyes. We'll just go with that for now. <laughs> It's true. I had a bunch of surgeries. I wore an eye patch for eight years of my childhood. Any other, it's, this is, these are ther- serious things. Uh, I had crossed eyes, and, and then I also, I'm terribly nearsighted. So, like, I have never been able to see anything for my entire life. And so, like, nights have always been scary because you take your glasses off, and then it's just, and then, no, and then you have no idea what is surrounding you. So, like, I have built up a system of ways to protect my, I slept with my light on until I was 18 years old, okay? Yes. <laughs> I also, like, I have a system of ways that I protect myself from this scary feeling. I'll, uh, I'll check the corners of the room before I take my glasses off. As you guys know, murderers always hide in the corners of the room. <laughs> so I always make sure to check all the corners. Uh, and also, uh, additionally, I will sleep with a stuffed animal on top of my chest. This is something I do right now as a 31-year-old woman, and I'm not afraid to say it what kind of stuffed animal? About a five-inch deep stuffed animal. Why is that? Well, if you think about it, a lot of... Probably most concealable knives can't have more than a five-inch blade. I mean, like, that's not going to protect you from a sword, but, like, if I'm being attacked by a sword in the middle of the night, I got a whole other system to take care of that, which I'm not going to reveal here. I don't know you people. But I figure that that stuffed dog going to... Pow! And then it's... And then it sheaths, and then I wake up. haha, ha And I take you... in the night. But my girlfriend is a sleepwalker. Now, I know that Mike Birbigli, he's got that movie out where like he talks about like it's very scary to be the person that is sleepwalking. But I'll tell you another thing that's scary. Uh, to wake up while your girlfriend with dead, cold eyes is making you into your own bed. <laughs> more like a coffin or a preparation. What are you gonna do next? Oh God! <laughs> but the best part is like, so she, so, so like, you know, I'll try and reassure her because, like, that's you know, because I, because I love her and I don't want her to feel scared. You know, when she realizes what's going on and she realizes that she's like standing and sleeping. So I always am trying to be like, I always go like, it's okay, it's all right, don't, babe, ha- sweetie, you're sleeping, babe it's all right, but you're sleeping. But here's what's the best part and why I'm totally in love with this woman, because when I say, it's all right, uh, you're sleeping, like, the minute she comes to, like, it takes me a couple minutes to get through, but the second she comes to, the first thing she'll always say is, yeah, I know. <laughs> Which is the best answer of all time. Like, it's all summer. Yeah, la- yeah, 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 yeah. I know, all right? What are you telling me? I'm tucking you in on purpose. Nothing could be more terrifying. Guys, are you ready for the rest of the show? You are a great warm crowd up top. I love you already. I'm so excited that we got this, this first comic to drop in. I mean, you're you're gonna be like, I can't even this guy's going first. What a show. You know what I mean? Uh, and that's and and I'm so happy he could be here. Ladies and gentlemen, let's hear it now for Jimmy Pardo. Give it up for Jimmy! Come on! Great. It was all right. Yeah, you know, no, nothing. So here, here's my question, because I also love doing crowd work, and I know that's that you're a pro at that. and That's your Listen, whole. Listen, it's what I do. Yeah, it's your whole thing. It's uh, your,
3: yeah. What? So do you feel like?
2: You, do you feel like you have to stay practiced at that? Like, do you feel like you need to go out and do no. shows just to? No, no, my God, no, no. Well, what do you? Well, what do you go out and do shows for?
3: I don't. I don't ever do shows. I did this <laughs> because. Uh, <laughs> because Ryan. Because Ryan asked true. me to and said, "Hey, we want to kick off this yeah. new thing with." Uh, some people that people like, and uh, so I said okay.
2: Well, we appreciate you being here Well, for it doesn't matter. I don't
3: give a shit. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm saying complimentary, yeah. I, I, but no, I don't go out. I don't. I, I have a wife and a son, and I, I, you know, I, you know, I do. I work at Conan, right? So I do crowd work every day. I know you, and, I know you do, and yeah. so I go out and I, you know, I, I keep the muscle, um, uh, flexed. I'm so uncomfortable with that sentence. <laughs> I liked it. Uh, so I, I, you know, I, I, I don't. You know, my, the, you young kids could do this shows around town.
2: And and I I understand that. Well, here. So then here's my follow up. What if you were doing touring dates like that? Are you taking Never Not Funny? Are you ever doing? Yeah, I go folk? on the road once a month. Yeah, and what's that like? Um, based on, I mean, if you're doing only, let's say you're doing only crowd work and you're warming up the Conan audience, and you're doing that daily. Do you feel like then you're ready to go do? A headlining set, or does that feel like it's a different muscle? I guess that's my question.
3: No, same muscle. I yeah. want to keep using the word muscle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just, oh God, it, it sounds so awful, but it's just what I do. You know what I mean? It's just, you know, uh, you know, I've been doing this for 20-something years. So, I so go when did and, you
2: figure out that that's what you were good at?
3: 1990. Like, well, I, I, you know what? I figured like out... Like, when
2: you started, did you, were you doing yes, more jokes? I was, no, no, no. When I was an open it? micer,
3: I was, br- br- I was a brilliant improviser as an open micer. I would go up and I would improvise the entire set. Then when I started getting paid, I thought, i got to take this seriously. Yeah. And I started writing the worst generic <laughs> comedy you've ever heard in your entire life. As I like to say, I worked very hard to be an average white guy talking.
2: So then how long did you do that phase? Too,
3: too? long. Everybody kept telling me how funny I was offstage. And then in 1993, I threw the act away and just started improvising my entire set. And I bombed a lot, yeah. but it was—I felt better about it.
2: Well, that is very inspiring. That—that that is something you can get paid to do. I mean, you should be paid to do that because that's a smart brain in a different way than writing. I felt like when I, I have an improv background, and when I started doing stand-up, the hardest thing for me to do was to actually write material. It, now I think my material's okay. It's mostly stories. They're stories.
3: Yeah, and, and you know that. And, and when I actually do material on stage, they're stories. They're you know they're actual stories. So. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, and then, you know, it's all nonsense and references and pop culture nonsense, and I dance around, and it's, it's you know, it's, uh, I'm very good.
2: <laughs> you are very good. That's, that's all. I'm going to go host the rest of the show. Right, go. Thank you so Where'd much you for stopping I. I, uh, I grew up in the suburbs of Chicago. Hmm. Where are you from? At Western Springs.
3: Western Springs?
2: Yeah, it's, like, near LaGrange and Hinsdale.
3: Yeah, my dad lives in Westmont.
2: Oh, okay, it's literally
3: two towns over from Westmont. Yeah, and my yeah. brother used to live in Willow Springs. I grew up in Oak Forest and home Oh, town. Sure.
2: Yeah, Salt are not too far apart. Mine's, like, a little bit further north, a little bit further west. I know, exactly. West. Yeah, sure. yeah.
3: yeah. Nice, Well, it's <laughs> nice to meet you. Yeah, exactly. And, nice uh, to meet good you, too, my show. friend. Thank you so much. And whenever much. you guys want me, I'm more really than happy to come um, down. Well,
2: I appreciate it. Oh, guys, Jimmy Pardo! Let's hear it for Jimmy! Of course, as I'm sure many of you already know, if you liked him right here, you can go home and uh, listen to him in your ears on his uh, Never Not Funny podcast, and you should. And you should do that. Uh, also, I think he... Honestly, it was the... That is grace under fire. You know, not the television show, but the action. Um, if you let's, say you... let's say you piss off a lesbian, do go hide in the men's room. That is the one place we can't get you! We can't get you in there! It's like a vampire and then a window. We have to be invited in. Do you understand? It's, come in, get in here! And then uh, you know, we, and we also hate garlic. That's the other thing. You guys, we have a... Well, I'm so excited about this next performer. Uh, you have heard him every week here at Put Your Hands Together because he wrote our, our fantastic theme song, and I'm so excited he can be with us tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, let's hear right now from Mr. DJ Doug Pound. Mr. DJ. Mr. DJ.
0: It's about to get loud in here with DJ Doug Pound. Boom, shakalaka, heat on fire. you
3: like me? Yes. He a hope?
0: Awesome. Yeah.
3: Thank you. So what? Get her down. Why is the beat? You're a slut. My shoes You're fell off. You're fired. Surprise, <laughs> motherfucker. Go fuck yourself. All right, bruskies?
4: I got a message for you fucking haters, all right, bro? I don't care!
5: How <laughs> can no one's dancing?
6: I ain't scared of you motherfuckers.
5: Where are my pound puppies at?
6: I ain't scared of you motherfuckers.
5: So I was DJing at my friend's wedding a couple months ago in uh, New Jersey. And uh, when, they got, when they said they're nuptials, I released a couple of doves. And they love that. But uh, then Hurricane Sandy came through and uh, everyone at the wedding died, (laughs) except except those doves that came back. The doves were pretty bummed out about it, you know. They were actually crying. And uh, I'll never forget what they sounded like when they were crying. You guys want to hear what that sounded like when the doves cried? I ended up DJing at their funeral, you know? (laughs) And uh, I thought it'd be cool, like right when the caskets are lowering, that I would release a couple of black bats, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) And then I played this song. So then I got fired. I got fired from that funeral. Uh, but you know, I think why can't funerals be more fun? You know, like at my funeral, I'm going to play Since You Been Gone. Since You Been Gone! <laughs> I'm also going to, like on the back of the hearse, it's just going to say, Just Died. I actually, I got fired for DJing at Robin Gibbs' funeral. Uh, I accidentally played Stayin' Alive.
0: Bet you didn't expect that punchline. DJ Doug Pod is making you laugh so hard. Your eardrums e- e- are about to get butt-fucked by A.J. Duck Pound. Give me
5: Man. How come girls with cornrows don't like guys with farmer's tans? I was just checking to see if I could just play Creed and people will laugh. (laughs) You guys like clubbing? (laughs) I I like clubbing. I was just clubbing last week down in San Diego. Down at uh, SeaWorld. Face down, ass up. That's the way we like to garden.
6: Face down, ass up. That's the way we like to garden. Face down, ass up. That's the way we like to garden. Face down, ass up.
5: <laughs> so, uh, I went shopping for my mom yesterday at Ralph's, and she sent me to Ralph's. she's like, can you get some Butter. And I went to get some butter at Ralph's and they didn't have any butter. And then I called my mom back. I'm like, Mom, they don't have any butter at Ralph's. And she's like, Did you ask the butter guy, the butter man? And I'm like, There's a butter man? I can't find him. She's like, You can't? I'm like, No, Mom. Can't find down,
3: ass up. That's the way we like the garden.
5: So I had to go to Whole Foods, you know? And at Whole Foods, they had butter. I called my mom back, Mom, great news. They got butter at Whole Foods. She's like, oh, you went to Whole Foods? You should get the good butter, that that organic butter they got there. The white stuff, the white butter. So I looked at all the butter, and I called my mom back with some bad news. Mom, I looked at all the butter, and... (laughs) And they were all...
0: Hey, bro!
5: (laughs) You killed it. You totally murdered it. Thank you. Herman!
2: Oh man, I love that. That just made me so happy. You guys were like, oh, that little wiggledy-waggle there. We can take or leave it, but i that was a personal, I loved it. I loved it a lot. How are, I just want to look at you guys. I feel like, the problem is my bangs are a little too long, so if anybody's a great bang trimmer, uh, that's one thing. Uh, number two, because I, I want to look at you guys, but I'm just only looking at my own uh, stupid hair. Uh... You you've been smiling your little face off back there and I love your mustache and I'm so glad that you're here with your mustache and face. Yes. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Yeah, you're great. What did what did you uh Okay, all right. Here's the thing. You've got a twirly mustache. What do you do for a living? A yeah, you do. He bar- he's a bartender. <laughs> of course you're a bartender. Do you ever is it unhygienic to twirl like in between like what do you have? Like do you ever affect do you ever affect like a weird wet? like a like a like a like a gold rush, like a like a '40s gold rush, kind of like a like. Do you ever like what'd you get? Like, do you ever do you ever do that as a bar? Do you have, do you wear those uh you know those arm thingamabobs? What are those called? No, but we should both have those. Honestly, with the type of guys that we are, you and I, it's fucking ridiculous. You know what else I don't have? I don't have sock garters, which I'm I'm so upset about. Like I. I used to host a bunch of burlesque shows, and I felt like at the very least, like I could, like if I could just bring sock garters to the equation, because like all these women were bringing, you know, beautiful naked bodies. I just felt like, oh man, if I just had sock garters, then we'd all be even. But I don't even have those. So, what what's your uh, what's your favorite thing to drink, barkeep? Oh, I just like straight. whiskey You like straight whiskey? A Round of applause for this gentleman. He's a man of the world. He knows what he wants. And uh, do you ever get whiskey in your stash to lick off later? It's a real it is. Is it a real? I get. Yeah, but but that's not like like whiskey wouldn't be the worst thing to get caught in there. Yeah. Oh, and like I don't know whoever you, I don't know if you kiss somebody, but if you kiss somebody, that f- yep bless you. What if that was the person that you kissed, and that was their way of letting me know with like the grossest possible? I excuse, I'm chill. Well, no, actually, that would have been appropriate, because then you'd been like, "I, my nose always tickles because of the mustache, hello! You know, like, it would have been a whole thing. <laughs> and I would have been like, I get getcha. Uh, well, anyway, I, uh, uh, what is your name, Barkeep? Eric. Eric, I love Eric so much. He's got a fantastic mustache. <laughs> Great smile on his face. We're happy he's here. I'm also happy this next comic is here. He is from out of town. He's actually our first out of town, out of Towner on the show. He's in from Denver. I'm really happy he could do the show tonight. Let's hear it right now from Mr. Troy Walker, guys. Give it up for Troy. Come on! What's so up, guys?
6: How you doing? So, I've been reading a lot of classic novels lately, and I've noticed something weird, which is that they all have these sort of, like, insults in them, which I think that are worse than, you know, the insults people do now, you know? Like, if somebody calls you, like, an asshole or a douchebag, you're like, yeah, whatever, forget that guy, right? But if anybody ever called me a fucking ragamuffin, we're both going to jail. That's, like, right below nigger. There's, like, nigger, and then there's ragamuffin. And I don't even know what a -a ragamuffin is. But I know you better be one if you're gonna call me one. So, uh... I've been doing a lot of traveling for comedy lately, and I recently went to Portland for this comedy festival. And Portland's a cool city, it's a lot like my hometown of Denver, except with how they treat their homeless people. You know, cause like in Denver, they're all kinda down by the stadium, like they have shot collars on, and can't go anywhere and shit, you know? But in Portland, they just sorta let them roam, and I made the mistake of walking home from this after party at like three in the morning, I'm like, whatever, it's like a mile back to the hotel, over the bridge, a few blocks to the left. Easy, right? Yeah, until you get over that bridge and there's homeless people everywhere like the fucking Walking Dead or some shit. And I'm approaching this group of them and in the group there's a guy and the guy has a knife and it's a big knife. Like a big knife, like the kind of knife white people use to investigate noises. <laughs> big, so I'm like, ah, and panic, right? But then I'm put at ease because the woman with them says, excuse me, sir, can you spare a smile? And I gotta tell you guys, I smiled my ass off. But then I got kind of mad because, like, I thought about it. I was like, man, like, I prepared myself for a bad thing to happen, and nothing happened. Like, I, like, prep myself for something really bad to happen, and then nothing happened. That's the equivalent of having somebody follow you down a dark alley like, Hey! Hey, man! You'll let me read you this poem, man.
0: <laughs>
6: Ridiculous. I recently realized that I have a new fear. Uh, it's a fear of koala bears. Afraid of koala? I'll tell you why. I was watching this safari show, this like nature show with this ladies on safari, and she goes to like pet this koala and like take it out of a tree, and this thing tried to rip her goddamn face off, man. Like this little koala just <laughs> crazy on this lady's face, and you're looking at me, like a little doubt in your eyes, because a koala attack doesn't sound that bad. Like it sounds like you'd just be like, oh hey, come on man, cut it out. I gotta go to work. But no, this thing was like ripping this lady's. This thing was like trying to rip this lady's fucking eyes out, man. Like could, it freaked me out, cause like, could you imagine being attacked by a koala? That's like getting robbed by a Muppet baby. <laughs> like I would be so hurt, man. Like I'd just be like, man, I just wanted to be friends. I had you on my backpack. <laughs> so I decided to like research it and like check it out and like you know figure out what the deal was. And it turns out the koalas are mean as shit all the time. They're like one of the meanest animals ever. They just, they're they like little and cute, but they're mean as shit. They like, they're like Joe Pesci and Goodfellas, but in a tree. And the reason is that the eucalyptus is like a drug to them, so they're just coked out of their fucking minds the whole time. They're not cute at all. It's just the most adorable heroin stupor you've ever seen. And then I kind of felt bad for the little guy, you know? Because, like, if I was a crackhead, and there was a tree on which crack grew, I would just be in the tree all the time, just... And people walk by and they say, look how adorable he is in his crack tree. But if you try to take me out of that tree, I'll stab you in the neck with a Popsicle stick. I recently realized that I can't take anybody seriously on a scooter. I just fucking can't. It's just that, like, scooter pose, that, like, pose, like, even though that's not the sound that it makes, it's like the sound that my brain puts on it when I see somebody on a scooter, just, like, I even like, met this girl one time, I was like, we should hang out. And she was like, yeah, I'd like that. And she gave me her phone number, and then she got on a scooter. I just deleted that shit out right <laughs> then and there. Because how do you hang out with somebody that you just watch struggle to put on a helmet and then like right away like, bleh, on something that looks like it runs on candy necklaces? <laughs> I had a birthday not that long ago, and I don't really like birthdays. Because as a guy, all you do on your birthday is get insulted. But it's not really like the insults from your guy friends that bother you because they've been talking shit to your whole life and you didn't even notice anymore, you know? You know what I mean? You like, wake up on your birthday and there's a text message from your buddy that's like, happy birthday, bitch. Which like, objectively, you should be like, man, what the fuck? But instead you're just like, man, that dude never forgets my birthday. He always remembers. What a good friend. But like, your friends that are girls will insult you too. They just don't mean it to be an insult. It just lets you know what they actually think of you and it's way worse. Like, my friend sent me a message, she goes, happy birthday, I hope you get all the video games you want. And I was like, oh, shit, I'm the video game guy. Because that, like, literally translates to, happy birthday, you fucking idiot. I hope you get a big box of pussy repellent. And then she put, like, a winky face, as if to, like, twist the knife, like, seriously, go fuck yourself. It's a little depressing. I am not good with the ladies, man. I'm terrible. Like, I'm one of the worst... I don't think anybody's ever been worse on the face of the planet. Like, honestly, if I had a superpower, it would be being a platonic friend. Like, I'm on, like, some Jedi strikeout shit, just like, this is not the dick you're looking for, like... I could fuck up anything. I think part of it I'm just, like, really negative, like, I always see the badness situation. Give me an example. Me and a bunch of my friends hang out in front of this bar, uh, downtown Denver, right? And if somebody goes, hey, we should all go to this house party. And some people decide to go to the party, and some people decided not to go to the party. And it just so happened that the breakdown of people that decided to go to the party was three black dudes and three blonde chicks. And we get to the party, but it's not really a party. It's just more blonde girls. So it's like eight blonde girls and three black guys. And one of my friends goes, our ancestors would be so proud of us. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? Cause I'm negative. I'm like, condo plus blonde chicks plus black guys. He goes, we're going to jail. We're going to jail. <laughs> Plus it's Friday, we're not getting out till Monday. Fuck! This is horrible. He actually said that shit too. I didn't even have to make that up. That like actually came out of somebody's mouth. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I like white girls too, but I don't think I'm Frederick Douglass for this shit. Especially because they weren't even hot. So we were really just in this like shitty Capitol Hill apartment with a bunch of average chicks. And this idiot thought it was the mountaintop. What I'm saying is that schools are failing our children. That's it for me, guys. Thanks for listening to my jokes.
2: Guys, Troy Walker. Let's hear him Troy. He's hilarious, right? are you glad that he uh, that he traveled to our city? I'm pretty pretty. I'm pretty pleased with it myself. I want to chat to like it feels like maybe one more it feels like I want to chat to you because you're also very smiley and also and you've got glasses on. So what's up with you? How's your day going? going great. Yeah, you, what did you? It's going great. Uh, what did you do today? Uh, I had work. You had work. What do you do for a living with uh, money? How do you make dollars? Well, like wardrobe. You do wardrobe. Oh, cool. Like what? Who do you? Well, you don't have to tell me people, but like generally, like are we talking about NBA players or what are we talking about here? <laughs> like, uh, like television. television. What kind of show? Like reality show or scripted show or like a like a an animated show or wouldn't it be good if it was animated and you're like, draw this, for God's sake! Can you draw this and put that on that Muppet Baby for, for heavens to sake You're just constantly coming with like tiny youthful sailor tops. Muppet babies anybody? Uh... That's cool. Oh, you said okay, it's television. But you said what kind? But I talked over you because I was making hilarious jokes. <laughs> no, scripted. S- scripted, scripted television. Yeah. Where do you get your Where do you get the clothes? Well, like shopping. It's a contemporary show. Should you shop them. You shop you can, around. Uh, like rent them you rent them. Yeah. yeah. What if I? Hey, how, how, you want to rent this jacket? <laughs> <laughs> do you want to rent this jacket? I wear this jacket to every show. I do. So if you're ever looking for like a like a me-type role. <laughs> this jacket's for rent. How much does, how much like, a? let's say I want to buy, like, a fancy, or like, rent, like, a... Like, what kind of shit do you... Can you rent, like, a sweater? What can you rent? I rented, like, the shirt you're wearing. I rented- you rented the shirt I'm wearing? No. For me? Earlier? And then I... But wait, does did the shirt you're wearing have a gum stain that you're covering up with your sister's uh-huh. dance company button? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it wasn't a very authentic shirt. But you rent you you can rent like a flannel shirt. You can rent like a plaid shirt. Yeah, I think that that's silly. It seems disgusting. Number one. Yeah. Yeah, and also like what that seems like it would be a huge rental space. Like the rent on that rental space must be astronomical. Yeah, because they got all, all those all them flannels and stuff. Uh, that's cool. Was that flannel for a, for a lady or a dude? For a fella. For a fella. Yeah, obviously I know. Uh, that's cool. Sounds like a chill dude. Like a what do you work on, Ben and Kate? <laughs> What if you do, though? Like, what if I just named it? Like, oh, flannels, Ben and Kate, yeah, pretty much. I don't know, is that the name of a television show? Okay, what do you, what do you, What do you uh, You work for the Super Bowl or something? What are we talking about here? No, you don't have to name it, it's okay. Uh, but how long have you been doing that? Uh, you know, a couple of years. Couple years? How'd you get into wardrobe stuff? Uh, I majored in it. In you majored in wardrobe, wardrobe stuff? Yeah. Huh? That's how? How did you, <laughs> what kind of a place did you go? You went to Boston University? I went to Boston College. Go Eagles! Ha-ha! National, National Hockey Champions 2001! Yeah. <laughs> you went to Boston University? We are, we are great rivals. Stinking Terriers, get away from me. I even know you're in the name of your small dog mascot. You didn't even know that was the name of your mascot? Yeah. Well, you, this, I don't think you guys have a football team. Hello. I don't know. We have a football team. It's generally bad, except for that one time when Doug Flutie threw, like, one... Pass. And then other than that, pretty much nothing. Um, okay, I'm just naming things about Boston. So you, you lived in Boston for a while, and I also lived in Boston. And, and then you moved straight to Los Angeles or somewhere in the middle? Uh, yeah, no, I'm from here originally, so I went away. You went away to Boston. You're from here. You went away. That's you came back. Came back. You, came- oh. you went to Boston. You're like, this is the worst. You're like, how did we start a country here? This is literally the worst. So I moved back. You moved back after majoring in costume design. Oh, well, listen, thanks for, thanks for uh, keeping people on TV not naked. <laughs> Appreciate you. Yeah. That's a very L.A. job. I love L.A. jobs. I love living in L.A. now because, like, you know, I'm from Chicago, and then I went to school in Boston where people have jobs, like, I don't even know what kind of jobs people have, but it's not... Yeah, lawyer. Yes, thank you. Somebody suggested lawyer. Yes, that is a... I don't know, I've never heard of lawyer. I see them on TV. I wardrobe people who play lawyers on TV, so I think they exist. Um, yeah, people have jobs like lawyer and stuff, and then out here it's like, yeah, I buy, like... Sarah Michelle Gellers, like, underwear. <laughs> but not her bras. So that's a different lady. <laughs> I guess what I'm saying is shit is very specific. Uh, well, it's, it, is, it is, if anybody else has, a, like, an interesting Hollywood job, maybe I will talk to you after this next comment because I want to know I want to know about your Hollywood jobs. And uh, also, do you, are you unionized? Or, like, wardrobe? You're, you're, like, a part of the wardrobe union? Do you guys ever, do you march around with scissors? What's your emblem? Ha-ha! <laughs> Do you ever, like, cut it out? Do you ever say that? Yeah, you should consider saying that when you're being underpaid. I don't like the fabric of your constitution. You should say stuff like that. You should say, this just doesn't lay right with me. And then something about draping. That's just a, that's just a, that's just a costume design word. I don't know. All right, well, we've got, an, we got, we still got more jokes from other people that are not me. Are you guys ready for more jokes from other people that are not me? This next comic, you've seen him on Conan and you've seen him on a Comedy Central half hour. Let's hear it right now for Nate Borghazzi. Give it up for Nate, guys. Give it up for Nate. Thank,
4: thanks, everybody. Thanks. That was exciting, you know? No? All right. I'm from Tennessee, but I actually just moved here from New York. And uh, the day I moved out here was uh, the day the hurricane hit New York, Sandy. And uh, so I was moving, and it was me and my wife, and uh, we have a newborn daughter. So I was driving across country uh, by myself, but my wife and her new daughter was going to fly home for, like, a couple of weeks back to Tennessee. So we had her dad come up to help us, like, move. And this was all, like, when the hurricane hit. So I, like, barely get out of town. Then they get stuck in the hurricane for, like, four days. And uh, my wife's uh, dad is 80. So he's, like, real old. So, like, it made me feel terrible. Because the whole time I drove, like, I was just listening to the news. And all they talked about was, like, We really feel bad for, like, old people and babies (laughs) in the hurricane. And I left my wife with both of those things. (laughs) I couldn't have given her more stuff to, like, here's a bunch of stuff that cannot help you (laughs) at all. But enjoy this hurricane, all right? Because that's what it's about. (laughs) Went to Pep Boys to uh, get her car looked at before we left. Uh, it was great, they were taking forever, so <clears throat> just one of those times. So I stayed in line, and uh, they were not waiting on anybody, so we're all getting upset, and finally a fellow customer just starts yelling at the, all the employees at Pep Boys, which I'm like way on board with, like, uh, like I, I would never do it, but I really like when like other people do it, so I was just like, yeah, good for you, dude, like keep yelling at them, like what are they going to do, this is like a ch- big chain, right? And. Then finally, a mechanic gets up and walks over to him and is like, Look, you got to calm down, dude. You can't be yelling at us like that. And the guy keeps yelling. And I'm like, "Good Look, he's not even giving up. This guy is probably the best customer ever. <laughs> and then the mechanic uh, just pushes him down. And then they start fighting. And then they drag him outside. So it took like a crazy turn, like much more than I thought it could possibly go. Because I was, just, I was like watching, I was like, There's no way that's an employee handbook at Pet Boys. Is that they're like, look, uh, what do you want to do if someone gets upset? I tell you what, I'd like you to fight them in the store in front of other customers and then drag them outside so everybody else that's driving by gets it as well. You know what our slogan is? Our slogan is, what'd you say? That's what I thought you said. Keep your mouth shut, all right? You're lucky we're looking at your car. I tweeted about it because I thought it was funny. And then, uh, Pet Boys, uh, like responded back to me like, hey, could you email us so we can fix it? And I was like, no, I'm not, I'm not falling for that. I saw what y'all do in person. So, yeah, I don't, I don't need him to be like, hey, here's my address. Uh, you got a big mouth on the internet. Why don't you come say that to our face? How about that? Yeah. I. uh... I like doing uh, comedy and stuff. I think I, I think I do comedy. Is uh, my dad's an entertainer as well? He's a magician, uh, but like he, he started as a clown. Just so it's not weird. I don't want to like come up here and come off like I come from some rich magic family. And I'm better than you guys. All right, that's not what it's about. He paid his dues, his clown dues. It's weird when your dad's a clown. It's weird every day. Uh... I never liked clowns, you know? Like, has you ever been yelled at by a clown? I have. Do you know how confusing that is to get screamed at by a guy that's got a smile paint on his face? You're like, is this good? It's not good right now. He was a clown until I was about 12 years old. And from experience, I can tell you, that's about as long as you want your dad to be a clown. When you're six and seven, there's some perks. But like when you're 12 and 13, kids at score, like, is he still doing that? And you're like, you know what, guys? Just off and on, all right? He, he is almost full-time magic. So, yeah. How about we take it easy, maybe? When I tell people my dad's a clown, too, like people are the worst. Like they just like tell, I'll be like, Mom, my dad uh, was a clown. They're like, Oh, I hate clowns. They just tell it to my face. <laughs> like, you know, and it's like, Oh, I, you know, I, I kind of like them because uh, I love them, actually, because that was my father. So... <laughs> how about you not say that to me and maybe go tell it to someone else whose dad is who's not a clown, which would be probably anybody around you besides me. So... It would be extremely easy to find someone whose dad's not a clown. I met like a lot of like, uh, I met the Easter Bunny. That's my first memory in life was meeting the Easter Bunny. It wasn't even my dad being a clown. That was already normal to me. It was, he pulled up in the car, in his car with the Easter Bunny and I got to meet him which is, like, I almost should have probably started buying, like, realize, like, the Easter Bunny's not real at that point. Because, like, why would he need a ride from my dad? Like, like, that isn't even... Like, he didn't go, you know, he's like, oh, you want to meet my son? He's like, yeah, you want to ride? Like, he didn't go, no, I'm good. Like, I am magical, and I'm the Easter Bunny. So I'll just show up. I just bought into it. I was like, all right, something. Uh, I don't know where that's going, but yeah it stops right there. So... (laughs) I'm going to try to do acting stuff out here, I guess. I don't know. I'm, I'm, like, pretty bad at it. So it's crazy. I'm not, like, good. And uh, I, in, I, went, I did an audition for a commercial, and it went so bad. And then they were reading my resume. I had, like, an old resume. I don't know how to fill that stuff out. So I just put, you know, they put, like, special skills. You're supposed to put stuff that, like, sets you apart from other people. And mine was, like, I, I wasn't set apart from probably another human on Earth. Like, it was, I had running down. Like, I just put running <laughs> See, so I could run. Uh, I can slow it down to walk as well. I can do different speeds of running. I have a southern accent. Like, you know, they're like, oh, where'd you learn that? I was like, I grew up in the south my entire life. Uh, I can actually not not do the southern accent. So, i really, I don't want to typecast myself, but you're, You will have to have a southern accent. I don't know how to hide that. You we do have a baby. Uh, we uh, we had her in uh, in uh, Tennessee. She, we were in New York when uh, she was being born. But we didn't have her in New York. I didn't want my baby to be born in New York. Mainly, I didn't want her growing up thinking she's better than me. So, yeah, I was like, "Look, you start where we start, all right?" She, she's at a daycare, and uh, it's like daycares are the worst. It's like sending your kid to war. Like, they just... She comes back, she's different. Uh, every day. She has ringworms. She didn't get it from us. I don't know where she got it, all right? But she has it. She's six months old. She looks like she's eight. She's just like... There's no way to tell if, like, a daycare's good, either. Like, because it's like... I mean, you look at Yelp, but, like, what, you know? Like... like it's not like uh, two stars in the way. I don't give it five because uh, I haven't seen my son for six years. So, yeah, they kidnapped him. So that's the only. It's really clean though. I thought the place was clean. It's just they take your child. I've been traveling a lot as well. I uh, just am the worst. because like, I've been to a bunch of different countries. I went to Honduras and uh, we did a USO tour in Honduras for the troops. That's where we're taking over next. They told me. I was like, I don't know if I should know. But they were like fine with it. I, uh, they, I fle- Here's how bad I am about knowing. one Like I went to the airport, I was like, I'm going to Honduras. And then they were like, uh, he was like, what city? I was like, look, I'm just learning that that's not the name of the city. So I don't even know what to tell you. Like, wherever people that look like me are going, probably. Right. I'll, I'll tell this. I'll be done. I, uh, on the way uh, to the base, they uh, they had us in a van. They were, like, telling us about, like, just the base, like, what's going on. So there was, like, a lot of animals there. So they were, like, uh, yeah, so there's, like, spiders. So they, like, climb in your bed, and that's a thing you got to check for. So they're basically, like, I don't know if you've slept, but you're not going to. Uh... <laughs> Then, uh, then they told he's like, there's a lot of venomous snakes. So they were like, here's what you got to do if you get bit by a venomous snake. Uh, the first thing is, like, you're going to get bit, and then just go ahead and catch the snake. So we know, like, what snake bit you. Which right then, I was like, I don't even know if you're a real person, because that's insane. Like, there's no way you're supposed to catch the snake. What does it matter what snake it is? Like, I'll just guess what it is. Like, he's going to keep biting me if... Like, he's already doing better than I am, because he bit me. And now I've got to get it together? Like, I've never even been bit by a snake. It's probably going to be a lot, and now I've got to figure my life out and then catch him? He's going to just keep biting me. And then the guy was like, it doesn't matter, you've already been bit. I was like, well, that, I know that's exactly not true, because it's a huge difference between one bite and 15 bites. It's like a crazy amount of difference. I don't want to go to the doctor. He's like, where did he buy you? Where did he not buy me, doctor? That would be a lot easier to tell you. Y'all <laughs> should not be telling people to catch these snakes, all right? All right, thank you very much. Enjoy all this
2: Guys, let's do it for Nate one more time. Oh, that's... I was laughing very hard backstage, and I have a... Pretty unusual cackle. Uh, oh, who did anyone think on it? Does anybody else have a, a a fun and interesting Hollywood job? Yep. Okay, I see a I see a hand raised. Is that what? Is that what? Are you raising your hand? But like, are you wait? Are you raising, Are you pointing at? Some? This is going really well. This is going to work on the podcast. It's just me uh, deciding. Do you have an interesting Hollywood job? Yes. What is your interesting Hollywood job? I'm a stuntwoman. You're a what? Stun. You're stu- you're, stu- <laughs> you're a
0: stunt woman.
2: I'm sorry, turn that down a little bit if you can on the audio. But you're a stunt woman? What kind of stuff do you do? Do you do car stuff? You do stuff in cars? That's amazing! Were you in the movie Death Proof? No? Okay. That's just some of my favorite car stunts. What kind of stuff can you do in a car? Let's say you're in my Honda CRV, it's a 2007, what could you do with it? You could slide it. You could slide it. Reverse 180 You could reverse 180 I could do that if I'm drunk enough. You can wait. You can do what? Slide it. in a box. Slide it in a box. Oh, so like make it like like if like a like a squealing like a. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I think we got yeah. like a James Bond like sort of a because then the car's coming at you and then it's and then it's, and then it makes a forty five like a kind of a or a ninety. And don't hit the camera guy. Yeah, don't hit that camera guy. I don't want to do that. I like that guy. He's got kids. So that's cool. How long have you been? What were you doing right before you were stunt driver? You've been doing it for over twenty years, so like I just want to know what that job is right before you decide to do. Did you ha- did you have a job before then? I did everything. before You that. did everything everything before then, and then you were like, "This is it." You've been doing it for twenty years. How's your bod? Actually, over thirty. <laughs> you over thirty years? Follow up question: How's your bod? <laughs> is your body okay? Are you all right? Uh,
0: I just had reconstructive surgery last year,
2: so. You had reconstructive surgery on your what? Shoulder. On your shoulder? On yeah. your hips? Yeah. Well, thank you for your service to this you country. <laughs> Yes, you're doing the right thing, and I give you a purple heart. I do. I give. I'm sanctioned to do that for only stunt drivers, but not for the military. And I give that to you. Thank you. Yeah, you're fantastic. I'm sure, and you've you know just thank you so much. That's really exciting. I, okay, uh, uh, not to like diminish because there was somebody else behind you that you were. Do you have a cool Hollywood job? You don't want to talk about it? No, you don't want to talk about it. That's okay. I'm an um, animator, you're an so animator. No, that's, these are different, you don't have to, hey, everybody's their own human, we don't have to be, we don't have to be like, yeah, are a stunt diver. and I just make people come to life. Like, it's not, there's not a, there's not a, like, we're all doing our thing, she makes people not nude. Do you understand? Everything is so important. Think about things that are produced. Like, we need a little animated guy to be like, just up next, there's gonna be a guy in a flannel, and then the car- and then a car zooms in. It's like, yeah, you know, like that whole. That's Hollywood. You gotta have all those people, so don't you minimize yourself? I don't accept it. Uh, Walt Disney, have you heard of him? <laughs> he has a world and a land. <laughs> so you, you anim- what do you animate? Uh, I animate for Disney Publishing. You animate for Disney Publishing. Hey! <laughs> what does that mean? Is that like... It's like uh, apps and e-books. And... Apps and ebooks. Yeah. Wait, what? There's Disney apps? Is it like, put the little mermaid in yeah. the bra? What is it? Uh, like, which is the dinglehopper? Which is the... Yeah. yeah
0: just, there's books. I mean, I
2: don't know. There's it's, books, yeah. Uh, Mini Bowmaker. It's a good one. Say it again. Mini Homemaker? Mini's, Mini's Bowmaker. Mini's Bow... Yeah. You understand that that, I could have heard a bunch of different things there. (laughs) Because you said Minnie's bow maker. And that's all, yep, Minnie's bow maker. That you make a bunch of Minnie bows, that's the thing. Does she also have a career? I gotta know, what's Disney pitching on this? Or is she just like, I love bows! (laughs) That's a terrible Minnie, I don't care. My voice doesn't even go that high. Um, That's cool, what do you get, Disney stuff for life or what? You can go to Disney anytime you want for free. Uh, all right, I feel like that would get old. <laughs> You're like teacups again. Snooze. One time when I was nine, I had a long, oversized red uh, shirt with a with a with a sparkle Mickey made out of sequins on it. You guys still carry that? <laughs> If so, can you get me one? I love that shirt! But I got rid of it the same time I got rid of my William Wegman uh, roller skating dog t-shirt, because I was just really into like, hey, I'm gonna wear an oversized shirt and red jeans. So, yeah, that's right, I said I had a red oversized shirt and red jeans. You understand. Things, and crossed eyes. It's okay. <laughs> it's fine. You gotta have your roots as a comic somewhere. Okay. No problem. Well, also, I'm pretty stoked on, uh, on your job. I think, you, I think you don't have to worry about this. Hey, None of us can live up to this stunt, Gal. You and but, but also, like, your bod's gonna last longer. Or I don't know if you get, like, like, carpal like, uh, like, tunnel or, like, goofy vision. Or I don't know what happens. There's gotta be, like, some, like... <laughs> like, a flipper arm. Is that... What was that guy's name from the... I don't know. Anyway. Okay, say hi to all of my friends at Disney. And, uh, and maybe a round of applause for both of those people who are sharing their jobs. That's very exciting. It's really fun to talk to people here hear what they're into and what they do uh we have one final comic tonight and i'm so excited because he was on he was on conan today and he made his late night uh television debut and he's an awesome comic also from denver so it's a double denver show and i know you guys are going to love him right now he's a friend of mine let's hear it right now from mr adam Caton holland on his late night tv <laughs> debut day give it up for him come on
1: Hey, how about that Cameron Esposito, huh? Keep it going for her. I'm more interested in people that have uncool Hollywood jobs. That's what I want to know about. It's like anybody else just drive around auditioning for hot pieces of shit that they were so morally conflicted to even audition for, then get really sad because they didn't get the part? Yeah! Uncool Hollywood jobs. I've done that game before. Disney guy, that's... I don't know how I feel about that It's like I design apps for Disney I get in for free I don't have health insurance But I can go to Disney World As much as I fucking want Because I designed an app That hid the fact that Walt Disney Was a Nazi sympathizer Good app
0: Awesome Alright dudes
2: Well first of all There's two things going on Uh, Well Troy How long have you been doing stand up?
1: Uh,
6: Almost six years
2: Almost six years Adam how long have you been doing stand up? Eight, eight, eight and change. Yeah. eight and change, and then all in Denver for both of you guys. Yeah, for me. So you, so you guys are. Is that like a small enough scene where you see each other all, oh, the, we time? See each other all like the time? Like yeah. yeah, yeah, in yeah. Chicago where I came up, it's just you see the same. Yeah. It's a crew, you know, like yeah. it's and it's a giant crew of like hundred or sixty comics, but you see everybody every night. Yeah. Is it kind of like that?
1: It is until you get to a certain point, like I, and then you sort of like I've been doing it sort of more nationally.
2: Yes, you have, and, and you uh, run yeah. a great like probably you know not probably you run an awesome old show with a Shit. national following the Grolics. The
1: but just to that earlier point when every time I come back it's like oh there's 30 people I didn't know oh, it's you just, feel it just like... seems like it's just yeah, yeah that turnover I'm, I'm losing track of it because okay, it's growing yeah. that fast yeah I'm, are you
2: traveling the, now tra- yeah I,
6: I mean I'll do like festivals and stuff like that I'm not really doing like much road stuff right. really yet I'm Try to start working on that. Yeah, this year, that's one thing. But I know what he means because even in town, once you get to like a level at the club where you're like not in like the little open mics as much, yeah, then you'll go to one one time and you're like, who are these? Yeah.
2: Well, like, so how I felt like it worked in Chicago, and I think Denver is a pretty similar scene because like New York and LA, there's a million other things you can do. Like you can, you know, you can work awesome. on. Oh, I'm gonna talk to you in one second. Uh, you can you can work on like. In L.A., you can work on TV, or you can... Maybe you're writing and other stuff like that, but, like, live performance is what you live mm-hmm. and die by in Chicago. Totally is it the right. same in yeah. Denver? Well, I think
1: yeah. I think even m- sort of more so the point yeah. you're making, because Chicago does have a legacy of, like, Second City people going to sure. SNL, and, yes. like, there is sort of a, a little bit of a mentality, like, yeah. this could lead to a career. In Denver, it's like, nah, this is, like, yeah. funny for funny's sake, and good luck to you.
2: <laughs> and then the funny thing about that is, like, because so because there aren't like a ton of other options in terms of like you're not going to be writing and also because you see everybody every night it kind of runs like classes and i don't mean like i don't mean like a class system no i mean like it runs like a like a high school or something where mm-hmm. there's like the cohort that you yeah. start with and everybody advances together mm-hmm. so you guys are Definitely. not the same class
1: no. you a little early so you're like a, you're like you a, a sophomore a later, yeah, you're yeah. like a senior, a senior or you're, yeah. you're
2: like maybe a junior are you sophomore junior. junior. You know, okay, it,
1: it, in our scene there's like sort of a level where it's like can you are you headlining comedy yeah. works which is right. like the main club and Troy shot up the ranks to that. Okay, rad. So while Troy started later than I yeah. did, yeah. he now headlines comedy yeah. works which in the Denver so scene you're like, a that's, junior. that's the badge of honor. I, I would say I'm.
2: Really yeah. Sure. He's yeah. a junior and he's put up a senior. lot of points in yeah. varsity. <laughs> so the exciting thing is I know that I was actually just reading via Twitter that like all of Denver is watching your set right now yes. on COVID, which I'm cool. sure you're like yeah. losing your mind that you. I mean you had to be here to tape it, but I'm sure yeah. like you're, you're no, receiving many high fives.
1: It's very cool. My phone's blowing up. I had to take it off my pocket because on stage it was like happening while I was performing here. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> right. I don't need, oh, to, get, I don't need to get electrocuted in my leg. Um, I'm very excited. It's cool, and it's cool that everybody in Denver is watching it. But and how did it I go? Also, it I was great. talking. We were it talking about good. it a little
2: bit earlier, and you it went felt went like
1: really good. I was excited, and Conan was very complimentary, and it was cool. It was, it was great.
2: And you the, went to go see it, right? Yeah, you went, try, you went to see it.
1: You crushed. I believe it was three applause breaks. Uh, I got to watch. See, that's
2: <laughs> it nuts because that's ridiculous. a short.
1: Like it was. I mean, you did. It was cool. Congratulations! Really well. I can't wait to.
2: I can't wait to watch it. And we will post it also so that like folks, because I know that your portion of the jokes tonight are not going to be on the podcast, but people that are listening to this interview, they could just go to like our Facebook page or our Twitter handle, and they'll be able to see your content sure, set, which is awesome. cool because yeah. then people can have like a little bit more reference for the type of stuff yeah. you do. Um, and then like Troy. I have also gone to see somebody do Conan, which I think is kind of. Ex- had you been before you no, performed that? No, there? no, I've never been. So I think it's kind of cool really to have cool. a chance to see it it's before you cool. do it, because yeah. then you kind of have like some parameters in your mind about like what the experience is going to like. But not that I'm assuming that like yeah. you and I are going to do it tomorrow. But just just <laughs> no, like no, i put in a good ha- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And You
1: guys are doing it. We're now. doing
2: it tomorrow <laughs> together still, as, well, a, as, the as a two-person. Yeah, But. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but But just like the idea of experiencing that moment, because it really took away a lot of the, not that I won't be nervous, but it took away a lot of the. It's just a show. It
6: makes it real, sort of. It's like it's it very much changes because it's this distant thing, and I think like Chicago and probably more so Denver, like Adam was saying, it's even more distant, like all that kind of stuff. Like TV is like, oh, I mean that's true in in Chicago
2: as well. It's just there's not a. I mean, how could you? How could you do TV? There's not... Yeah. There's not TV. So exactly. you're going to have to be like a... I mean, it almost never happened. It almost never... Yeah. The only time... Like, I remember this moment of all of these comics being in this backstage area, and it was T.J. Miller had just gotten Cloverfield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was not... He was not doing stand-up on Letterman. He was a guest, like, right. <laughs> sitting next to him, And he had been in this same room the week before, like, doing a set, and then we were watching him just all, like, in this pancake house going, like, that's our friend! Yeah, yeah. And that man must be real, too, because right. there's a man that yeah. we know next to <laughs> him.
1: You know, great like, it's it's feeling, yeah. yeah. Denver's own T.J. Miller. Yeah, Denver's own, own T.J. Miller. Miller. That's Miller. right. He's
2: mm-hmm. he a Denverian himself.
6: Yeah. yeah, but I definitely think it has that. I mean, I certainly felt that, and I think that some of the other guys that were there, too, it has this sort of, like... Oh, yeah, it's a show, and, like, those are jokes that I've seen him practicing, and they're killing, and the whole, like, it's just, it it very much makes it real. It doesn't, it sort of grounds it.
2: Because I also have seen, I've seen some tapings where it was a little bit more, for whatever reason, like, high stakes. I don't know what was going on, but that really felt like, when I I saw somebody do a Conan set, I went to see Baron Vaughn, and, like, when I saw him do his Conan set, it really just felt like, oh, this is a show... People are in bleachers, so that's a little Mm -hmm. bit weird. Also, Conan's there, but... All right, other than that, it's just, you know, you live and die by your jokes. It's yeah. nice to see that. Yeah, yeah.
1: totally, totally. I, I had just had Sean Patton staying at my house, and he's yeah. been on Conan, and he was telling me all about it, the ins and outs of everything. And I was like, I think I got it. I've got this five forwards and backwards. Yeah. And then he just cryptically is like, yeah, but then it's just you behind the curtain alone. And I was like, <laughs> fuck <laughs> you, Sean Patton. Like, he's my <laughs> <laughs> and I had that oh. moment tonight, but then there was like, first joke. Well, got that out of the congratulations way. Congratulations
2: on your set today. And, and Troy, I'm so glad that you were on the show tonight. It yeah, was awesome to see you again. Me, and, like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think a blast. I like. think people are really going to love your stuff. So I'm um, excited congratulations everybody. on this show. I'm glad yeah. you got
1: this spot. It's Thank a great you. show. Everybody, go to it. <laughs> awesome. Absolutely. All
2: right, dudes. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs> Guys, Adam Caden Holland. Let's keep it going for him. Well, there's just a few things I want to say before we wrap up for the night. The first one is. Uh, UCB gave us the first month they gave us January to try out the show and uh, we are extended like we're going, we're keeping going we're keeping going for indefinite times which is very exciting so those of you that are here, uh, you can still buy your tickets they're on the UCB website and those of you who are at home you can buy tickets and and come here depending on uh, whether or not that's reasonable for you to do but we will keep podcasting it as well. So it's uh, UCB, is the, the website is losangeles.ucbtheatre.com. Or hey, let's just use Google, okay? Let's be adults. <laughs> just look up UCB. Also, uh, we're on Twitter. We are at P-P-Y-H-T show. And also I'm on Twitter, at Cameron Esposito. And I just want to say that because um, we don't announce our lineups ahead of time. But if you want to follow the folks that have been on the show... Uh, we will be tweeting them out. We'll tweet out all their handles. You can go on all their stuff. You can find them. You can watch Adam on Conan. It's all gonna... Do you understand the synergy that's about to happen? Yeah, this is a very. This has just become a business meeting, so get out your briefcases, because I'm talking about synergy. And we have a bullet-pointed plan, and each of you can own your own house! And uh, it's very exciting. So we want to thank you guys again so much for coming out to put your hands together. I want to thank my co-producer Ryan McMenamin. I want to thank all the comics on the show tonight. I'm Cameron Esposito. We will see you next Tuesday.
0: Put your
6: hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your
0: hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together, get ready to laugh with your hands together, put your hands together, get ready to with your hands together, put your hands together.